The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. John Brand from Open Outcry. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. He's got a brewer out of Evergreen by the name of Will Turner. He's also doing the delivery service. Uh, bring some tasty beers to us. He'll be joining us shortly. And also there is a establishment in Evergreen Park, good friends of the show, that had to close their doors while they tried to figure out how they were going to be able to operate during this time. And thankfully, they return. If you haven't seen them mentioned in any of the social media posts, I will make that a surprise for you as the owner-operator gets on the line with us a little bit later on. So let me tell you about the ridiculousness that I saw today. Okay. We talked last week about how I'm filming these Catholic... Do you have the coronavirus? I hear you coughing. You okay? I'm coughing, but yes, I'm okay. You're okay, right? I'm very... I'm good. I'm good. Erica gave me a can of Lysol, so when people get too close to me, I just spray them. But you're on the other side of the microphone, so I'm not going to worry about you. Okay, so... I carry it around like a gunslinger and I have a handkerchief around my neck and I just put the handkerchief over my face and just shoot people from the hip with my Lysol can. That's how I'm handling this now. Alrighty. So I, I, I told you guys that I was doing the Catholic masses at uh, Martyrs and Redeemer and Martyrs is no more. We got into that last week and I think I mentioned a little bit on the show that came in on Monday, but if people missed the live episodes, it wasn't anything to do with the church and the pastor over there, Father Marty is wonderful, but you know, I had too many people that just want to come up and give me a hug or do the European style of greeting, kissing me on the cheeks and wanted to shake hands and get real close. And I kept asking people to back up and it was getting to the point where it was getting ridiculous. So we're just going to do one mass and everybody can go look at that. I have invited Father Marty to come join the, the priest over at Holy Redeemer. They have said that's totally fine with them. I don't get in the middle of priest dealing with priest. You know what I'm saying? I just back out of that one, Hannah. Good for you. Yes, Good but, for I'm, you. but on the way today to church, as I'm driving down the street, I stop at a stop sign. And I'm watching these two women have a conversation. Now, they're keeping social distance, right? One of them is sitting okay. at her minivan, and she has her minivan open. The other one has a bag of groceries sitting next to her. So this was a delivery, but they, they're standing okay. really far apart from each other. As I make the turn to head down the street, one says goodbye to the other. They both approach each other and hug. And I'm like, you're not doing this right. What? Like, no. like, like, so, so, and the most hysterical part about it was they were having a whole conversation purposely distanced from each other. And when they said goodbye, they walked up and hugged. And I was like, this isn't how this F works. Minus. This isn't how <laughs> any of this works. We're going to go to our first this guest before. How any of this works. I had one more crazy uh, encounter today. We'll get to that after John Brand joins us from Open Outcry. John, are you there? I'm here. How are you? Good, John. Thanks for jumping on the line with me. I'm, I am I got some beer delivered from you today. We, uh, we did pizzas. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did, we did, we did pizzas. Uh, the kids got the mac and cheese. I went and got the one with the jalapenos and the smoked cheddar on there. Uh, everybody got what they yeah, wanted. Okay. That's a good one. And then um, I got a bunch of uh, a beer from you, and I'm drinking the ESB, which is Turner's initial public offering. And it's uh, extremely tasty, and it's one of my favorite ones over there, and I'm happy I was able to pick it up. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Chris. So what I was going to ask you before we get in, I want to get into this beer because it's a really interesting beer, and I like talking beer with you. But I saw on social media, and Hannah, I don't know if you know this, but Open Outcry is bringing Easter to people in the neighborhood. They, <laughs> they, they have a bunny. They, they have a giant bunny. Bun the Easter bunny always freaked me out, but th that's okay. This isn't for me. This is for the kids. They, they have a giant bunny 
that travels around in the open outcry truck and delivers things to people. And they had signups and everything else for people. And he's got, John's got to hurry up and he's in between one and he's going to another one. So tell everybody about what you're doing right now, John. <laughs> so, you know, in, in, in time, in times like this, you got to get creative. You got to, and the other thing is I have two kids. I have an eight year old and a, and a five year old and, you know, we're unable to do the, the Easter money uh, visit and pictures this year. So the idea was let's uh, let, let's get beer over to people's house because we, we are doing free delivery for beer and food. Um, but let's uh, let, let's have the Easter Bunny deliver it. And we'll, we'll we'll set it up in a way that allows the kids to uh, get some exposure to the Easter Bunny this year because they can't. So we open it up on Saturday uh, for all this week for the Open Outcry Beer Truck. Mr. Hops, the Easter Bunny, and uh, a bunch of beer to show up at your house. Mom, Dad, uh, little Johnny, little Susie, they sit in the house and watch the Easter Bunny get out of the truck, lay eggs all over the front yard. <laughs> then we get back in the truck. Mister, We turn the music on. Mr. Hops does a little dance in the truck. We cheer the kids on as they go through the Easter egg hunt. Uh, and then we allow and then we allow the parents and, their, and, and the kids and the families to take pictures with the truck behind them and Mr. Hops in the back. Uh, of course, observing social distancing and keeping folks away from the truck. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been, um, we opened them up for reservations on Saturday and it sold out in 45 minutes, which wow. really surprised us. So uh, we, we, we added more time slots and then announced that and it sold out again in another half hour. So all day, every day for the last couple of days through Saturday, we've been making visits to uh, families in Evergreen Park, um, Mount Greenwood, Beverly, Morgan Park, and, uh, you know, just trying to get beer, get our beer in people's houses and homes and, you know, bring a little sense of normal, normalcy to some families. I, I think what's incredible, first of all, I picture the guy or the bunny, Mr. Hops, driving the truck. Is, is Mr. Hops driving the truck or is Mr. Hops a passenger? Just paint me a picture. Mr. Here. Hops is a passenger. Oh, uh, yeah. The Chicago Chicago Police Department, the Evergreen Police Department, don't seem to care too much about Mr. Hops riding the back of the truck these days. Um, but he's been sitting. The, he's been sitting in the bed, and, we'll, and when we sh when we roll up in your house, we have the we ask the parents to have their kids, you know, sitting in the front windows, and he jumps out the back and starts the egg hunt. That's awesome. I think that's I mean, first of all, great, really cool idea. Secondly, I've decided that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, John, you're working harder now than you were working before when you had a restaurant to fill up. Am I, am I right? We, we could do a whole show on that if you'd like. <laughs> um, but it's not, it's not just me. It's the, the folks here, uh, the folks here are, are working just, just as hard as me. I, you know, we talk, I think we talked about it last time I was on the show, the, the, the staff at this place and, um, everybody's really stepping up and we're all working hard. We're all keeping the, keeping the doors open, keeping the lights on, paying the bills. And, um, it's been a really, you know, there's silver linings in these kind of things. Right. And one of those for us has been how this team here has come together and how we're all, we feel like we're kind of in it together. And the folks here are just happy to get out of the house and be part of something and we were talking about it last night we feel like this is an experience that we'll that we're sharing with each other and that we'll never forget and it's a really it's a really cool thing it's a silver lining in a in a tough and a tough t thing that we're going through right now yeah it's, it's one it's, it's an incredible thing to go through now open outcry has been able to keep not only the doors open to be able to do the deliveries and then also do the curbside pickup you're doing curbside still right am i right about that or am i wrong 
we're, we're you're you're right. So we're doing free deliveries and we're doing um, curbside pickup. Both are contact contact free. So we adopted the the gloves uh, about two weeks ago. We adopted the masks. I think four days, three or four days ago. Whenever whenever the CDC and everybody started recommending that masks can and should be used by folks outside uh, the medical community and, and law enforcement gave us the green light to do it. So we started doing the same thing here. So we're doing both and we're trying to follow all the rules and be as safe as possible, not just for our customers, but our staff. And of course, our staff's family as well. Talk about contactless delivery. And I had food brought over here tonight for open outcry because I knew I was going to have John on. The guy shows up, gloves, mask. He, as Eric opened the door, he goes, don't worry about it. And he just puts it on the porch. Like it's like, he's the milkman. I don't have to wow. sign anything. Cause I paid for it in advance. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. And to be honest with you, uh, this is what's amazing is now you can go online at openoutcrybrewing.com and you can order the beer online. So like think about in the old days when mom and dad, well, let's say grandma and grandpa, the milkman would just drop off the milk in the morning. They wake up and there'd be two bottles of milk. Now you can wake up and there's three giant 32 ounce growlers of beer. This is well, amazing. Well, Chris, Chris, let me let me clarify something because I don't know if the good folks at the Illinois Liquor Control Commission are listening or not. There are protocols. Oh, those guys. There are, there are protocols that you need to follow. We do go through some process to make sure that um, the folks ordering our 21, right. and then we don't like we just don't want to drop it off on somebody's porch because not that anybody not that anybody's kid on the south side of Chicago would drink under the age uh, drink alcohol <laughs> not. Not you're right, the age of John. You're right. I was making yeah, a, I was making a joke about it, but you're right because your guy walked up and trust me, I'm not fooling anybody. I look well over the age of 21. I'm sure if I look young, he'd be like, "Hold your idea, up, big guy." So yes, I, I completely yeah. understand what you're doing. I know you have the jet. I want to ask you real quick about Turner's initial public offering. This is the beer that I'm drinking. Sure. Uh, it's an ESB style. I always like those. Those are like a British beer. They're, they're it's, it stands for I think extra special bitter. Uh, it's 5.6 ABV. That's alcohol by volume. And what's interesting about it is last time I was in there when the world was still normal, I thought about getting a crawler of it. And the way it was explained to me, I think you're the one who told me is like, you know, you got to drink it right away. And I was like, why? And he's like, cause it's nitro. Like th- it's done differently. So I was like, okay, well I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm drinking it tonight and it's wonderful. But like, tell me a little bit about what makes this beer different from the other ones that you guys do. Sure. So uh, let me let me just quickly describe the ESB style, and then I'll talk about what we did to convert that beer from nitro to CO2 so that we can then crawler it and, and uh, get it into people's homes. The ESB style is a traditional British style. Uh, ESB stands for extra special bitter. A good commercial example of that is the Fuller's ESB. I'm sure a lot of folks listening have had a Fuller's ESB. Definitely. It's, it's defined by a, a ruby red brownish color. Um, it's very, it's sweet, but it also has a pronounced bitterness in it, right? It's, it, it's called an extra special bitter, but by today's standards, the typical American craft beer, it's really not that bitter. It was previously before the latest craft movement, um, but it's really not bitter relative to an American IPA today. Uh, those sweet bready notes in it are described as biscuit or bread or um, uh, a sweetie, a sweet breadish note. And that comes from the way the grains in that beer are roasted. And uh, when they're roasted and, and heated up a certain way, it converts 
uh, there's something called the Mallard, Mallard reaction where it changes the way that grain will taste when it's, when it's put into the brew kettle. Um, that's the ESB style. It's a great beer. It's one of my favorite styles. Our head brewer, Will Turner, is kind of a purist when it comes to some of those traditional styles. That's one of his favorite styles as well. He makes an excellent example of it, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, now, we did serve that beer on Nitro in the tap room. When all this happened and we decided we got to get this beer out of the tank and in cans into people's homes, uh, Will had some experience with uh, pushing more CO2 into the beer and pushing out, which put kind of pushed out some of that nitrogen and made it, made it, uh, allowed us to then crawl that and get it, get it into your house. So the way that beer tastes right now and the way it is right now, wasn't the way you tasted it uh, a couple of weeks ago in the tap room because it was on nitrogen, uh, but it's still a great beer and it's on CO2 now and it'll last in the can in your refrigerator. I'll tell you, honestly, I'm drinking it and I'm like, it's still a great beer. Until you told me that story, just me remembering it, me drinking it now, I, I, it hadn't even clicked to me that it was that much different. He did a wonderful job. My compliments to your beer chef, John. So I'm gonna, <laughs> isn't, it ama- is, isn't it amazing how something as simple as a change in the gas type kind of changes that drinking, that, yeah. the way that beer tastes? Yeah. Right? John Brand, I know you have to bring, uh, you need to bring Mr. Hops, I know, to, to his next location tonight. <laughs> and I don't want you to be late because there's, there's kids waiting on you, right? There, there's 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 a family in Mount Greenwood right now that's waiting for us to show up. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull back onto 111th here and continue continue on our way to Mount Greenwood. Okay. And, uh, thanks for having me on, Chris. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you, John. Good luck tonight, and you and Mr. Hap go bring John. some joy. news from one of our advertisers been around for a while with us core fitness and physical therapy here in evergreen park they are now doing online classes they can still do the physical therapy but they couldn't do the pilates now they're doing them online go to corefitnesspt.com for more details and sign up try it out i also want to tell you about the second crazy person that i met today so I mentioned earlier that I drove by two crazy people that were keeping six feet of distance and then hugged each other at the end. And yeah. I was like, what? What are you doing? And I was like, that's not how this works. The second crazy person that I met today, and I'm going to try to keep this where I don't give away the identity, but I was over at the actual recording of the Thursday night mass over at Most Holy Redeemer. Not only if you watch the Thursday night service, Will you see one priest try to hold in a cough and then accidentally cough right on another one on camera, which made oh, me no. <laughs> made me laugh into my hand hysterically because I was like, we're not editing that. That's happening. Okay. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay. That was amazing. That was amazing. That's a, that's a great Coffee moment right priest. there. That's going viral. Okay. Secondly, secondly, I I'm there and now I've got I've got three priests, a deacon. There's somebody up in the choir loft. There's two people up in the choir loft. They're talking down and to us, but we're not actually like close to each other. Everybody's spread out. There's somebody who came to do the reading. There's like a big group of people there, right? And throughout the course of setting up, somebody actually said this quote. Listen to this, Hannah. I want you, I want you okay. to think about what they said to me. I'm not worried when I'm in here with other people because God would never let anybody get sick in church. And I took two steps back from what? that person and raised my mask over my face. I was like, well, this person, oh my God. Like, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I, I love the faith. Look, I'm 
I'm Catholic. I, you know, I, 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 this is one of the reasons why I'm hoping the church, I send two of my kids or three of my kids, to Catholic school right now. Okay. I, I have all, I go to church every Sunday. Okay. I have a, I have an abundance of faith that I don't think a lot of people who I meet have. And sometimes people look, look at me weird, but even I will sit there. And when somebody says that go, well, then why wouldn't they just move everybody into a church and we'd be fine. Okay. Yeah. If under your theory, we could just bless all the mask and everybody would survive in the hospital. It doesn't work that way. But again, I mean, this it's is a nice idea, but <laughs> it's a know. really nice idea, a really nice idea. And you know what? A for effort, I guess. Yeah. And the, no. and the definition of a miracle is something that happens like very, very rarely. It is also a miracle. So yes, there might be one person that gets like something, somebody blesses them every once in a while and they pull through something, but that it's not a miracle if it works all the time. So I'm sorry, you don't have a shield around you when you walk inside of the church. And these are the things yeah. that I continue to hear all week long. And I just, I just shake my head and I try to explain to people like, it's not, it's, it's not what you want it to be. I know how stressful this is. Like everybody wants to say it's going to be fine. And look, I have to assure my kids every day. It's going to be fine. Luckily it's right. going to be a one to 2% of the population that catches it will, will pass away. And that, that we're lucky for that. But I have a friend of mine that's in Colorado right now intubated. He's been in the ER since uh, <gasps> Sunday. And he's a oh, nine one. Nice. He's a nine one one dispatcher. I was a nine one one dispatcher. He moved out to Colorado, and he's out there. But he's one of the three people that trained me. And to be honest with you, if he wouldn't have gotten me as my third trainer, I would have never been a nine one one dispatcher. I was terrible wow. at answering nine one one calls, and I was just always getting screwed up by it and forgetting to ask things. Like I'd ask every question and forget to ask their address. Like I was like the dumbest nine one one call taker on the face of the earth. This guy got me through it. And I've been hitting my knees for the last three nights, hoping that he pulls through. So uh, I'm wow. going to tell you right now, it's real. And you, you got to be careful when you're out there. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things when Tom Walsh is nearby? He's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor. Located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie. Member SIPC. Joining me on the phone line right now, Sal Munoz from Unidad, a Latin kitchen and bar. Sal, how are you, my friend? I'm well, Chris. How are you doing? Good, good. It's so good to hear your can voice. You hear We've, yeah, I can hear you. We, we texted a few times back and forth, but I haven't heard your voice now in weeks. And it's good to hear you on the phone. <laughs> I, I, I miss your voice, too. I actually miss your face. So I, re I would prefer seeing you, but obviously, obviously, you know, we can't. But uh, your voice is, is good enough for now. I guess I'll have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, listen, we, we kind of told the story here on the air as best as we could. But when everything went haywire, Unidad, it's located up at, uh, I want and I'm going to see if I can remember it off the top of my head, Sal, 3339 on 95th Street, correct? Correct. I got it. Okay. So he's on 3339 West 95th street and Sal and his wife, Jamie own the restaurant. It's a gorgeous restaurant, uh, amazing food, a top notch chef. 
everything's great. It may have the best bar top uh, in Evergreen Park. It's just it's an incredible <laughs> place to go and hang out. They've got an amazing patio outside that I'm going to be crushed if I don't get to spend time on this summer. So I'm really hoping that things turn around and turn around quickly. But after trying the carryout and the delivery, you guys ended up having to have to close the doors for a little bit. Uh, without having to get into too much detail, what happened, and and then you're back. So so how did that come about? So we, um, I was kind of getting the feeling from some of the staff members that uh, they would have uh, preferred to kind of be at home with their families, and so um, just kind of figured, you know, we we do our part in uh, in closing and kind of do our. I was only hoping for just like two weeks, but now I'm like, this is this might go on for much longer. So. Um, but uh, we needed to pay the bills, and so I, I, I connected with everybody else and see how they were feeling. Uh, and everybody kind of felt the same way. They all, you know, put in their their, their two weeks. They feel good with their family, and and they're trying to hold back from, uh, you know, shooting themselves because they're going crazy, <laughs> not being able to serve anyone. So um, we're we're coming back. We're coming back with a vengeance. So hopefully, uh, people are excited. I know we are. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just mostly for something that was, um, for, for safety. And I just wanted my, my staff to feel that they were, uh, being looked after and, uh, you know, it, we just decided to close and, and that's, that was that. Well, it was, the, it, you know what, look, it, first of all, I applaud what you decided to do because you know, it's difficult as any business owner to sit there and say, okay, well, if I close everything, it's going to hurt me. But then you look at the people that are working for you and you're like, well, they, they mean something. And I think most of us have all had you know, plenty of different working experiences in plenty of different places. And if you think back to it, you would have a hard time finding a lot of your previous bosses or your current boss that would sit there and say that he's going to put his pocketbook in jeopardy for you. Instead, it would be the oh, other right. way around. Yeah. And so, that, I mean, first of all, that's incredibly commendable and, and and my hat's off to you, my friend. I think that's, I think it's oh, amazing. And, and now, now you're coming back and you, first, I love how your people were like, I, I need to get back out and serve people. Again, I've been around waiters and waitresses and bartenders a lot in my life before I even met your group. I've never had anybody sit there and say, man, I can't wait to do more work. And your, your folks really love, <laughs> they really love working there and they love working for you. So I think that's pretty exciting that that happened. I'm sure you're taken aback a little bit by the fact that like your staff was like, let's do this, right? For sure. I was actually kind of nervous and, and, you know, I was like, Jamie and I were talking about it before we, you know, decided to uh, open. We wanted to make sure that everybody felt comfortable and and safe. And um, I mean, we're we're definitely like actually Jamie and I are actually at the restaurant right now. We're uh, doing a, another deep clean before um, we have a um, a tasting tomorrow for some of the new items that will be available on Friday. And so, um, you know, we we're gonna have masks for for the staff. We're gonna have I actually we have someone making some uh, really cool. Uh, mask for us where you have like a burrito and a margarita and it's going to be like our Unidad uh, mask. So we're kind of looking forward to see what those uh, turn out to. But um, no, we're just, you know, we wanted to make sure that everybody uh, felt safe and was comfortable. And, and of course, I'm, I got messages uh, from uh, the staff who were like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. And, and everything was very positive and, you know, they're, they're, they're really, really excited. So yeah, I mean, I have to tell you, you know, I appreciate the kind words that you said. It was it was definitely heartbreaking uh, to make to make that decision. Uh, the other day, I spoke to um, to George Pappas from uh, Tavern in the Green and also uh, Pappy's, and he was. Uh, we actually shared, you know, uh, some few moments there. It was kind of uh, very nice to to know that, unfortunately, someone 
unfortunately, we're all going through this, but it was nice to actually talk to someone that, you know, I mean, we were, I told him I had, I had a little nervous breakdown and I broke down the other day, but he was telling me the same thing. And so it was kind of nice to, to feel back that I wish I was alone and it wasn't anyone else, but uh, at least we had something that we could kind of talk about. And, and he felt the same way, you know, we missed, we missed doing what we love to do. I mean, this is something that, you know, that was ripped apart. And um, we actually, we love doing what we do. We like, we love serving and being hospitable and talking to guests. And if, if you take that away from us, like very abruptly, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> you're like, what do we do? And Hannah, you're listening to him and you, your husband owns his own business. Uh, we've yes. had John Brand on who had, if you listen to the sentiments that he just said from Open Outcry and you listen to Sal here from Unidad and the conversation that he had with, with George Pappas over at, at, at Pappy's and Tavern in the Green and, and you think about all those things and then everybody, like, look, everybody's got a hard time kind of expressing what this is like because there are people yeah. that are, unfortunately, like I said, I have a friend of mine that's intubated in the hospital. I have another friend of mine who lost a relative already to it. Okay, which is devastating. And he was close to he was close to the relative that he was with. And it's a real thing that's out there. And there are people who are on the front lines. Like I was a 911 dispatcher. I know firemen and police officers. I know dispatchers that are working in really close quarters with each other. They're scared. Nurses, everything else like that. So it's hard for us as business people to express like what we're going through because we're also very aware of whatever we're going through isn't as bad as what they're going through. But I had the same moment you had Sal and I'll share it with you and everybody that's listening because last Friday, everybody was listening to me and I was live on the air and I was screaming. I was really angry. I was ticked <laughs> off at the world. I was yelling. Hannah was laughing. I hated everybody. I yelled at a priest. I mean, I was, I was on fire on Friday. I was just having one of those moments and, and Erica gets me after I have about two, three beers sitting down here at the bar later on that evening. And I looked at her and I said, you know, a couple years ago, I had a surgery that prevented me from have, being able to go back to the job I was going to go do. And I was like, I only have a couple years here where they're going to keep give me like they give me a little bit of money, but I don't make what the full salary is. And we had to scrimp and save. And we were like, what is Chris going to do next? Because he can't go back to his job. And I put together like this whole podcast network and I would write these little goals on a whiteboard down here in my office. Like by this date, we got to have this many listeners across the network. And by this date, we got to have this many advertisers. And by this date, we got to have this much money coming in, everything like that. And I'm going to tell you, Sal, I hit every single goal. It's been one of the proudest things that I've ever gone through all the way through March 1st of this year. And it got swept away. It got swept away by this whole thing. I sit around, I look at it right now and I go, man, the world has just kicked me right where it hurts. And, I, and, and you're just holding on for the ride and the roller coaster. And I had one of those moments, like I'm sure that you had, where you put your head down and go, man, but I work so hard at this. And I think what we're going, we're all going through this, this really rough thing, but I feel like we're lucky we're going through it here because I've lived in other parts of the country. And this is one of the few places where people come together and help each other. When I lived on the West Coast, I never got that feeling anybody would ever help me with anything. They would, they would drive by on the side of the road while your car was on fire. It's a completely different place. South side of Chicago, they'll, they'll, I, I see people going out to the local businesses. I see people patronizing people. John's talked about it. He was on here earlier about how everybody's been making it a point to help him out over at Open Outcry. I expect you to have people pulling up on 95th Street and helping Unidad stick around because you guys are one of the crown jewels here in Evergreen Park. And we're lucky that we're in a spot where we can probably stay afloat because of the community that surrounds us. And we know that we'll be able to recover when this is over. And it'll only be because of the people that are out there. I, I would think you would agree with that. 
A hundred percent. I think, you know, we, uh, Jamie posted, uh, the, you know, we were going to open on Friday on Instagram and our phones were like, uh, we were getting all these, uh, responses and, uh, it was extremely humbling. And I mean, I, you know, I, I've had a glass of wine, so I might cry in a little bit, but, uh, uh-huh. it was, it was, it was, it was, it was very humbling and we're and and Jamie and I were just like, okay, babe, we're, we're going to be busy. And so now we're like, you know, making sure we're, we're um, have everything ready to go. We're going to do a tasting tomorrow and, you know, we're, we're super clean. And, and I mean, the people uh, here in the village, uh, I mean, they're amazing. I had, um, I'll share this quick story. I had this, I came in this morning to check my voicemail for the restaurant. I had this one lady uh, who called and, and uh, she called probably about two days ago and she said, I was wondering if you are doing takeout. We really want to support you uh, and uh, let me know when you guys open. And so, I mean, it's just amazing and, and I am so um, happy that you know one uh, Jamie trusted uh, me to do this and, and that we decided to do it here in Evergreen Park it, it, I mean everyone's been so amazing and it's awesome I mean I, I, I don't know what else I can say about that you know right now sitting here now and I know you have more things that you know what to do to make sure that not only are your employees safe but the food coming out and the people picking it up are safe what have you learned in the last couple of weeks that you're putting into place, picking up food over at Unidad? So, you know, I think something that we're doing uh, that's going to help out differently than we did the, the, the first, the only three days that we did the, uh, the curbside takeout and delivery. So we're just going to do curbside. Uh, we're not going to do delivery. Um, we don't feel, you know, we're, that we're ready for, to do something like that. But um, we're asking uh, our guests to, you know, when they place the order and they come and pick it up, they're going to call us and let us know what, what color their car is, and then we'll come out. Uh, the, our staffs are going to wear masks, and we're asking them to pop their trunks so that we can, uh, for, for, for the safety of them, and then also for the staff, we're just going to put everything in the trunk for them or, or in the back seat so that there's never any, you know, contact or, um, you know, a, a, any anything uh, where you, un- you, you feel unsafe. Or, so that's one thing that we're doing differently, and then, you know, we're just washing our hands so many more times than we did before. And uh, we're going to clean every every clean every night after everything and just spray after every transaction and, and credit cards and all this stuff. So um, we're just we're just going to be super on top of it. And um, and we're going to try to create, you know, uh, a menu that's uh, hopefully with new. Well, we definitely have a new items, but a little bit more approachable. You know, it's, it's hard to. I know we had a menu where we featured, you know, a thirty-some dollar steak, and it's like, well, we can't do that anymore. So we want to make sure that, because uh, not everybody's still not working, so we want to make sure that the 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 food is much more approachable at a price point that uh, everybody w- w- will love. And then, you know, we're going back to uh, making sure that we do uh, side of rice and beans with our tacos. We, I know we stopped for a while, uh, little things like that, and we're gonna. Um, we're going to be selling our chimichurri sauce and our habanero sauce. So, um, you know, I, 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 something that I learned is sell what you can, whatever you got, sell it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah, you should be bottling up the things and be like, we're also selling this. We got t-shirts. Yeah, you should, you know, you know, I know you know him. I know you know him. Okay. And you guys have, I've been around when the two of you are having conversations. Give John Brand a call over there at Open Outcry. I mean, he's got his website where you could order his beer, like with a click. He's got a bunny driving around inside of a pickup truck. I love it. Drop it off beer. I, I mean, the man, the man is a self-promoter like Paul Heyman in uh, WWE. Like, I mean, he's like, he's like the, he's like the the self-promotion artist of the South side of Chicago. It's amazing. He's, he's, he's awesome. 
awesome. I, I think I, he he uh, kind of inspired me to uh, to have this idea. I think what we're gonna do. Do you ever watch the uh, with John Travolta the the Bubble Man? Yes. Or the Bubble Guy. So I think I'm gonna bubble up Michael, our, our uh, awesome bartender, <laughs> and 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 and, and sell, and then like have cocktails where he's all bubbled up and he could just show up and do cocktails at someone's party or something. <laughs> You know what? Don't even go for the John Travolta one. Go for the stupid movie in the late '90s, Bubble Boy. It, it was like the guy Bubble went to, that, yeah, yes, Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. Yeah, that's so, what I meant. Yeah, because yeah, the original, Boy. the original John Travolta one was like really serious. He was inside of the bubble and he lets himself out and breathes the air. And there's like dramatic music. You want Bubble Boy where the guy's running around the silly bubble outfit bouncing yes. off of cars? That's yes, what you want. Yes, You're going for that. Yes, that one. That one. <laughs> Who was in that? It was a guy. He's been in all kinds of different things. He's like a major actor now. It's like his first role. Uh, his, his sister's in Hollywood. He played. Uh, he played in. He was just in one of the Spider-Man movies. He was in. Uh, Is it Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. That's who it was. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. Was the kid in the bubble? Like nobody realized that he was like okay. 17 years old. He was Bubble Boy. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement, Slancha, the EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com. I want to sink to the bottom with you. I want to sink to the bottom with you. The ocean is big and blue. And I just want to sink to the bottom with you. Cars on the highway, planes in the air. Everyone else is going somewhere, but I'm going nowhere, getting there too. I might as well just sink down with you. I want to sink to the bottom with you. I want to sink to the bottom with you. The ocean is big and blue. I just want to sink to the bottom with you I just want to I just want to I just want to I just want to I might as well just wonder with you I wanna sink to the bottom with you I wanna sink to the bottom with you I wanna sink to the bottom with you 
I wanna sink to the bottom with you.